Residential Lighting Specialist to Arthur Residential Welcome to Residential Tech Talks. I'm Jeremy Glowacki, Executive Editor of Residential Tech Today. On this week's podcast, Ken Johnson joins us from Chicago, where he's owner and president of Premier Systems, a home integration firm of 50 employees serving the Chicago, Illinois, and Naples, Florida markets. Premier Systems and Bozeman, Montana-based SAV Digital Environments earlier this month completed their acquisition of Essentials in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and the launch of a new firm called Premier SAV to better serve the ever-expanding needs of clients in that area of the country. Mergers and acquisitions in the Cedia channel always piqued my interest, so I thought I'd have Ken on the podcast to tell us how this particular partnership came together and to learn a little bit more about his 27 years running his own company. Ken Johnson, thanks for joining us today. Congratulations on the new adventure, new venture. I, I, I wanted to call it an adventure, but it's an adventure. <laughs> Maybe both. So far, it's been both. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Thank um, you. Now we're excited. Well, well that's, that's great to hear. Uh, I, I would imagine you would be. And um, unlike many of my guests, you and I have never met prior to, to starting the podcast here. So I definitely want to learn more about you and your company and your career path. But um, the news of the day is the acquisition and the, the new joint venture. So um, if you could kind of walk us through um, your maybe relationship with your partner in this um, acquisition, Corey Reistad of SAV, um, how you guys got comfortable enough to go into a partnership like this. Um, maybe it would be a good place to start. Yeah, absolutely. So it all kind of started with uh, a couple projects that we were doing in that market. And um, during that process, I was asked, well, I, I had to interview a couple companies in the area to find some local support because uh, these were really large projects and we didn't want to do them entirely remotely. Besides, we wanted to make sure that our customer had the best support uh, by local people. So Anyway, I interviewed uh, some of the firms in the area and uh, ultimately, you know, during that process uh, was advised by one of our vendor partners that uh, Essentials might be interested in selling their branch. So uh, the thought occurred to me, you know, that this would might be a good growth pattern for, for Premier. And uh, it just so happens that I belong to an organization called the Guild, and that's how I know Corey from from the Guild. And SAV is also uh, a partner with this uh, organization. And it's the, the Guild. If you're not familiar with it, it's um, it's a group of twelve companies that are more mature in the industry. Uh, generally speaking, we're not in competing markets. And as such, we share everything, uh, best practices, standards, uh, even our financial data is all shared within the group. Uh, it's not a buying group. It's not a, a roll-up opportunity, but rather it's a group of, of like-minded companies who want to share what they have and grow in the process. So anyway, in the midst of that, I had started a friendship with Corey um, and knowing his firm was uh, kind of a good fit with ours, culturally speaking, and in terms of strengths and so forth. 
I thought, why not see if Corey was interested in uh, going in together on this as a joint partnership, if you will. And uh, he liked the idea. So here we are today. So you're you're in this, um, you've been running Premier, and we'll get into the, the career path later, but for about 27 years, and it looks like um, Essentials is a 30-year company. Is that mm-hmm. correct? And how long was, like has been Corey been in business? Um, a, a similar number similar of years. Number. So very similar length of time, those three companies. Um, and so... I, I I didn't I didn't have the information on who the owner of Essentials had been um, prior to the acquisition, but uh, is this someone who you had met um, personally, or you just heard about the company in general, or what was the, the relationship? So during when I was interviewing local companies, I got to meet them. Okay. For this one, for this one, especially one very large project, and uh, during that process, uh, you know. Since we had the interview, I was already in touch with them based on that. Okay. And then um, our vendor partner kind of knocked on my door and said, hey, they might be interested in selling this branch because this is not their primary branch. Oh, I see. Right. And uh, they, you know, would you be interested? And uh, that's kind of how it all okay. kicked off there. Yeah, that sounds a little bit more um, logical. It, it was like, Hey, we called them up to see if we could have them work locally. And they're like, please buy our company. Exactly that way. <laughs> right. Right. And, right. And we were excited because they had a really strong, uh, staff of people, mm. you know, really great people already there. And, um, in that market, especially, I mean, there's a ton of opportunity, yeah. but it's really hard to, it, it's such an expensive area to live in that it's really hard to get a staff together. Mm. You know, it's not exactly like a big city where, you know, you can have a, a bigger choice of people to, to hire and so forth. Yeah. That makes but, sense. Uh, yeah. So it was really important to, uh, retain, uh, the staff there and, um, and get to know everyone there, which I've had the pleasure of doing. So, uh, that, that's been just a great, a great part of all this. Yeah. And you run a, a relatively large operation, between your two locations for Premier, um, yeah, we're actually employees. up to sixty-five. Oh, sixty-five. Now. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's been growing, and um, yeah, we have both fully staffed operations in Florida and in Chicago. So uh, we feel it's really important to have people on the ground, you know, a, a dedicated staff, and not uh, you know do as little as possible of of remote work. Yeah, uh, it's the best way to support your customers and our belief. I noticed some of your portfolio pictures on your premier website and, uh, being in the Chicago metropolitan area, a lot of, um, high rise type, um, installations that it seems like you've, you've, uh, showcased at least. And then down in Florida, it looks like large single family, but also some other beachfront type places that are similar to what you do in Chicago. Are you finding that those homeowners are having vacation homes uh, in the West? That that's the opportunity that you see where you'll have um, opportunity to service them there, or is it just another way to branch out into a different 
region of the country and entirely. It's, it's almost, it's, it's funny because we're, so we're in Chicago and, and, you know, our primary office in Florida is in Naples, although we have a, uh, an East Florida branch as well. But um, it, it almost seems like it's a triangle between uh, Jackson, Chicago, and South Florida. It, it's remarkable how many people, how many of our customers have properties in all three markets. Okay. So that was another nice thing to see. And it's such, it's such an easy trip to, to Jackson, you know, it's a two and a half hour flight. So it's, it's, a, I think it attracts, you know, our, our clientele that we're already doing business with. Well, it's a beautiful area of the country and any excuse to go there, if you're a skier, or even in the summer, it's just fresh air and beautiful mountain <laughs> vistas yeah. there. It, it's, it's one of the great places in the country for sure. So, uh, not, not a bad place to have a branch of, of your operation for sure. Um, so I, I noticed in, in the, the information I learned about your two companies coming together, you're both very much into, um, philanthropy as well. Uh, and, and to note that in, in a press release, to me stands out that, that it's important enough to, to state those two things. And uh, how much of that goes into your partnership? Just the fact that you both companies coming together here um, have, have a global kind of focus in terms of social responsibility and that sort of thing. You know, it's um, I guess the, the best way to put it is it seems like our two companies have such a, a great cultural fit uh, very focused uh, not only on philanthropy but also uh, on relationships, you know, with our staff, with our uh, with our um, customers. You know, we're really a relationship-based companies. Uh, you know, we think about the long-term view of everything that we do, and you know, that just made us as two organizations fit very well. In fact, it's amazing seeing our two staffs work together to get this deal done and to assemble the transition and so forth. It's been, it's been a dream to be honest, you know, as, as challenging as it is to do that. Mm -hmm. um, the two groups of people have been really just stepping up in so many ways and with a, a great, a great caring approach to things. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it would be very difficult to do this kind of partnership if you didn't have a good cultural overlap, uh, so to speak. And not to get too into the weeds of the um, operational side of things, but I'm sure that some of our audience would love to know how how you do this kind of a partnership with a, a third entity. Um, is there does the company that you acquired that's um, under a new name? Does it have a general manager already in place or some point person that is sort of in charge of that local operation? Yeah, that was critical. And that was probably one of the first things that Corey and I agreed to was in order for this to work, we needed to have a really strong general manager in that market, uh, you know, because that that makes all the difference in terms of staying connected to the staff as a whole. Uh, you know, we've always found that, you know, if you've got ownership, you know, not living in the same market as where you're doing business, you need to have somebody who the staff trusts and can reach out to, uh, who can really kind of oversee the whole development of that team. And, uh, so having that person there 
which we do have, was was absolutely critical to doing it. W- without that, then one of us would have to, you know, move there, and yeah. you know, it'd be much more difficult. And just a little bit more detail on the operation. So you, um, as the guild. Uh, members, you you share financials and best practices and all of that. So you you acquire this this third the third entity. You've got your general manager in place. So then, do you apply um, certain financial systems or operational um, stru- structure from one of your com- companies? Are you both doing the same kind of operation where you just say we agree that this is the best practice? So here's the new the new operating. Uh, methodology or whatever you want to call it there uh, at the third location? Or how, how does how does one decide what to do in that regard? Are you investors, co-investors in an existing kind of company as it's already being run? I'm trying to just kind of get my brain around it. Well, we're, we're really starting a new company, okay. but hiring, you know, in, in essence, hiring the staff that was existing, uh, keeping the location and uh, ultimately doing all new software uh, so that we can have, uh, you know, the correct visibility and the correct standards in terms of how, how things are processed. So uh, we agreed to a software platform uh, to be used in the, with this new company. Um, And then uh, we're, we're in the process of training the local staff to use it and, you know, there's, there's a lot to do. So, you know, and we're just getting started. So it's going to be a, a long, a long haul, if you will, to get everyone following the same standards, using the same updated software. And our, our goal was to not jump in there and do it all, you know, snap your fingers and do it all at once, but rather kind of come up with a, a, a transition plan that focused initially more on just getting our arms around the projects that are currently going on mm-hmm. and how to support the local staff best in uh, finishing those well and then ultimately uh, start getting in you know training going for the, the software side of it and so I, I find that companies that get along really well are typically using similar vendors as well are you yeah. and Corey um, in alignment on a lot of your top brands then? Uh, and, Almost 100%, yeah. And, I mean, and what would you say some of those would be from control systems to audio to video? What would, what would some of those top names be for your companies? Sure. Um, you know, the, the, the brands I would say that are, are really big for both of us would include uh, Lutron. Uh, on the control side, it would be Savant and restaurant on the, um, you know, we were both, uh, Sonance James dealers. Hmm. Uh, that's, you know, a huge part of what we're doing, you know, from an architectural speaker standpoint, AV side. Um, but you know, being in the guild also just means that, you know, we've, we've seen, you know, you know, as you go through the line, there's almost, there's very few lines that we don't already, that we don't share a priority for, but those are, those are some of the bigger volume ones that we, that we do. Yeah, no, that gives me a great, great sense of the types of, uh, Oh, we're also both, uh, Steinway Lingdorf dealers. Mm. So that's been, you know, for the high end audio stuff, that's been kind of our primary focus there. Sure. Yeah. That's a big one. Well, 
After the break, we will continue our conversation with Ken Johnson and learn a little bit about what he was like as a kid and uh, when the interest in tech um, started to develop. Do you want superior smart home automation at a great value? Shelly Wi-Fi relays by Alterco Robotics cover DC to line voltage, allowing you to control lights, outlets, appliances, garage doors, pumps, and much more. There are Shelly sensors and power measurement devices to help you measure temperature, humidity, lux, or motion, and electrical consumption from single wire to three phase with neutral. You can use Shelly with a licensed driver for Control 4, Elon, or other premium systems, as well as your customer's existing hub, voice assistant, or any platform that accepts REST, MQTT, or CoAP. Shelly can make IoT very easy. Available now at Blackwire, City Electric Supply, and Worthington, or at ShellyUSA.com. Welcome back. We're talking with Ken Johnson, the owner and president of Premier Systems in Chicago and Naples, Florida. Going back in time, Ken, um, what early in life interests sort of hinted at the career path you're on now? Were you ever kind of a techie kid or interested in taking things apart, putting things back together um, growing up? You know, initially, my my focus actually was uh, in the area of biology. I was a pre-med bio major in college and... uh, I wouldn't trade that for the world. I had such a great experience learning all that. And, uh, but ultimately I also had experience on the business side. My family owned uh, a machining business and uh, I was part of that early on. And uh, during college years, I got hooked on high-end audio and uh, actually started a small business while in college uh, building custom uh, equipment stands for high-end gear. Hmm. So I was kind of hired as a kind of industrial designer, if you will, by a couple companies to do some prototypes and so forth. And I don't know, I just started playing around with it very early on and especially in the college years. And, and then ultimately after, after I graduated, I thought, you know, I wanted to get into this, this business, uh, at the time, of course, uh, you know, it wasn't really as uh, sophisticated as today in terms of all the different disciplines that we currently represent. Uh, it was really more focused on music, high-end audio. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's how I got started in the industry. Um, ultimately, it, it grew from there. And uh, I always had a passion for music and listening rooms and designing those. But then ultimately, we layered on everything else that is, is common to represent today. And, you know, that's how it, how it happened. So did you go right out of college into starting your own business or I, did you I work didn't. for anyone else? Okay. I worked for another company and kind of learned the, from the ground up by some very veteran uh, audio guys, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> and uh, they taught me the ropes and... Uh, back then things were kind of more of a retail type of experience. Yeah. And, you know, I, I discovered in the process of doing that for about six years before I opened premiere, I discovered in that process that a lot of my relationships were coming from architects and, you know, trade professionals. So, you know, just sitting around waiting for somebody to come in off the street and buy a pair of speakers for some reason, didn't seem as exciting or efficient to me as 
having a relationship with somebody who could send me customers. So, right. uh, you know, I started branching out in that way and kind of getting out of the retail mindset and more into the, the custom side of it and, and the relationships that uh, kind of promote that. And you've evolved, obviously, to tackle all the disciplines that there are. Um, what are your, I think, you look at a metropolitan area like Chicago, um, New York, Miami, Los Angeles, there's different types of, obviously, caliber projects, higher end um, opportunities, perhaps more money in big cities. Um, also, just unique um, applications where you may be in a high rise where someone in a more suburban area may not have that um, challenge. But can you say when you compare notes with your guild colleagues, how maybe your company, especially in Chicago, might operate a little differently in the types of uh, challenges you face being in a metropolitan area, dealing with high rise buildings, that sort of thing? Yeah. I mean, actually our business in Chicago used to, be more focused on the high rise and uh, it, we continue to do a lot of high rise work, but it's about 50, 50 now. Okay. So uh, we're doing a lot on the North shore, uh, which is kind of a hotbed, if you will, of people building homes right on Lake Michigan. And, you know, there, there's just incredible single family homes being built there. Mm. Uh, Lincoln park, of course, is a big, a big uh, single family home area in Chicago that where the, I would say the quality and, you know, the homes is, is really high. So it's a combination of, you know, basically where anyone's building something that is over a certain amount of dollars per square foot and they're, you know, interested in, you know, nicer custom things in the home. That's, that's where we tend to be drawn into it. There's, there's a lot of markets in the Chicago area where, where there's a, building going on, but maybe not as high end. And therefore, you know, we're, we're kind of more focused on the, on the high end market, I guess. Okay. And I, I saw a picture on your website of your, um, I guess your showroom, is it, uh, there in the, you're really not too far from like R Wrigleyville, Wrigley Field area, correct? And Lincoln Park is yeah. not too far away from there. Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty close. And, uh, we, you know, we, we bought that building a couple of years ago, right at the beginning of the pandemic. And uh, it actually turned out to be a pretty good thing in, in that, um, you know, when we first bought the building, we had a lot of renovations and a lot of build out that we wanted to do. And we thought, how are we going to do this with everyone working out of here? And then, of course, the pandemic happens and everyone goes to working from home for two years, basically. And it gave us an opportunity to really build it out and, uh, you know, bring it up to a, a certain level. So that's that's been an exciting process to to do that. Yeah, just for the the limited um, visibility of what you have there, I didn't get any interior shots, but from an, the exterior, it looks amazing. It, it looks very Chicago to me. Um, it, it's hard to say what that means, but it looks like a, a city with some character. Um, you know, as opposed to just like a building off on a suburban strip mall or something like that. You've got oh, a no, it's a, it's a it's a really cool uh, bow trust building, which is an you know, architecture that was, you know, from, you know, the early 1900s. 
uh, they, they would have these as, as factory buildings mm-hmm. and they're pretty sought after if you can find them in decent condition. And, uh, the, it's a big, they call it a bow truss cause the roof is almost like a bow of a boat of a boat. You know, it's oh, like okay. a, a big curved ceiling and it's real. When you walk into it, anyone that walks into it says, wow, you know, it's just yeah. amazing. Uh, so we've, we've built it out with showroom space, offices, conference rooms, uh, training areas, uh, a huge warehouse. It's uh, it's about a 15,000 square foot facility um, that we're really, it was a big investment on our part uh, and really exciting to get a building like that. And one of the things I always like to ask uh, integration company owners is observations on product trends. We've talked about some of your brands. Are you um, exploring some of the newer categories like doing light fix- lighting fixture sales and installation uh, or is it or even some of the health and wellness trends that whether it's um, the way you do lighting or or even some of the other areas which I think are a little we're a little too early for like working with ventilation systems and things like that but any, any of those new trends kind of affecting your business right now? Yeah, in fact, we just had 10 of our staff at uh, the HTSA training um, for, for lighting. And I think the big emphasis there was getting, uh, we, yeah, so we had 10 people getting trained on how to present lighting design, how to uh, sell fixtures, how to design uh, solutions that kind of differentiate us and so forth. So that was really exciting. In fact, we have a new salesperson that is focusing exclusively on basically fixture and lighting sales. So it's, yeah, there's no doubt that that is a big, going to be a bigger and bigger component to what we're doing. And, you know, we used to be like considered to be like the AV guys, right? right? (laughs) And, and now it's so much more than that. In fact, AV can be, uh, just a, a relatively small percentage on, on, on certain projects where the f- emphasis might be more on lighting or security, you know, other, other uh, technologies that people want. So yeah. our, our whole approach is that, you know, we want to figure out what's important to the client and then make sure that we focus on that. I did notice on your website, you said uh, you have a big emphasis on that security as well. Um, and it's not, what you would think in terms of security systems, it's the whole message of homeowner client security, whether it's IT or the actual physical structure. So I thought that was a a really well-framed angle there. And obviously it's an area of interest and emphasis for your clients. Yeah, so much more than so much more than just burglar systems. Yeah. You know, we're doing physical security like uh, uh, doors and windows. Um, you know, we represent a company called FBS that does uh, incredible products for that physical side of the security end of things. Uh, and then we've, we have a trained staff who is experienced in all the different life safety, uh, burglar alarm, uh, cyber security. I mean, all, all of those different elements have just continue to increase in terms of our priority and our customers' priority. So uh, I'm, I'm really glad that we started in that market as early as we did. Um, you know, I think you know we, we started 
doing security work, got licensed about 10 years ago. Hmm. And uh, at that time, maybe it seemed questionable, is this really something we should do? Or should we just let security companies kind of do their thing? And, you know, we would do the AV and then they'd come in and do the alarm and you're done, right? But um, generally speaking, I'm, I'm really glad that we focused in this because especially on the higher end projects, there is an added interest in security and uh, we're able to offer expertise that really overlaps and, and kind of integrates with the whole house approach. Yeah. Anywhere that you can be the trusted advisor on technology of any kind in the home, I guess, is the is beneficial to your your client to know that you're you're the one point person that, that they can trust and work with. And if you control it somehow, then like that's the message from the lighting, right? If you have to control it, you want it to work right or you get blamed for it. So right. um, it's great to have that that insight and control and, and um, knowledge about it. So um, the other the other topic obviously is supply chain right now. Are you um, facing challenges with product availability of any kind? I, 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 it's kind of a dumb question because everybody says yes, but uh, yeah. how are you dealing with that? Um, it, it is, it's a big challenge. Um, I will say that being part of the skilled organization has helped because, you know, I was just talking with one of my guild associates this morning and they said, Hey, I should go shop the guild for that, <laughs> for that part. And, uh, it's been, a, it's, it solved some problems for us, you know, where, we desperately needed this or that and somebody had one and, you know, but it, it is an issue for everybody and it's, it's a, it's a significant, in some cases, it's just meaning that lead times are a few months longer. Right. In other cases, it's really pushing the outside envelope of what, um, you know, what clients are going to live with. But fortunately, I guess it's affecting everybody. So it's not like my competitors have, a full, you know, a full warehouse of, of things, you know, that, you know, every, everyone's kind of dealing with the same problem. So I think customers are starting to become, um, accepting of, of the lead times. Yeah. I have a neighbor who's doing a, a single renovation in their home. It's a master bath and asked him how long the project was going to be out of curiosity. And I, I was kind of thinking six weeks, I don't know if that's even a reasonable time in normal times, but he said 12 weeks because of supply chain. And the contractor basically just said, we're going to get started on what we can do. <laughs> and right. we'll, we'll keep working as we re receive things that we need to install. And I guess that's the way it works. And everyone just knows that things take longer and you may not get your first choice, um, at least timing wise, if you want to wait for it, you can wait for it. But uh, yeah, everybody's in the same boat right now. Pretty much, yeah. And there doesn't seem to be any any end to it. Well, I I, I hate to end on supply chain. It's such a dull right. topic. <laughs> <laughs> but I do uh, congratulate you on the new new venture and adventure out west, and uh, hope you get to enjoy Jackson Hole a little bit as well as uh, having a successful operation there uh, too. Thank you. I, I really and I really have enjoyed it. It's it's. One of the most beautiful places in the U.S., that's for sure. Absolutely. Well, Ken, best of luck for that and the rest of 2022. And thanks for taking the time out uh, to chat with us today. Thank you. Appreciate the time. Ken Johnson is owner and president of Chicago-based home integration company, Premier Systems. 
You can learn more about his company at premiersystems.com and their business partner, SAV Digital Environments at savinc.net. The new website for their joint venture in Jackson Hole, Wyoming can be found at premiersav.com. That wraps up today's show. If you're new to Residential Tech Talks, please subscribe to the weekly podcast on your preferred platform and consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Also, check out all the latest residential tech news at the magazine's website, restechtoday.com, where you can also subscribe to the bi-monthly print and digital magazine and to our Tuesday and Friday email newsletters. Until next time, please stay safe, stay inspired, and let us know if you have a great story to tell.